All right. Well, good morning, everyone. It's good to have you in church this morning, whether you're here, online, wherever you are, we're glad that you are with us uh, this morning. Uh, The title of my message this morning is, How Hungry Are You? How Hungry Are You? Um, Can you remember the time in your life where you were like the most hungry, like the hungriest time you've ever been in your life? Uh, maybe there was different circumstances that led to that. Maybe you like forgot your lunch. Maybe you were fasting because you're super spiritual. Uh, maybe you were, you know, just didn't have access to food for a time. But the, the time that you were the hungriest in your life. Uh, for me, uh, it was uh, this time. It was about a, a. It was a pretty long period actually. I was on this. Well, it's not really a diet. It's like a uh, food. It's kind of just to. Elise is laughing at me right now because she knows where I'm going. Um, so it's, this, it's not even like a diet. It's like a trying to reset your food system called the Whole30. And basically it means no eating of processed foods. And it was during that time that I realized that all my favorite foods are processed foods. <laughs> um, and so that was tough uh, for me. And uh, because I was uh, dramatic and uh, because I was uh, not prepared, a lot of times I just would not eat. Um, because I didn't want what I was allowed to eat. Uh, and so I was just hungry all the time. And I, I can't speak to this, but apparently during that time, I was not the most fun to be around. Uh, I can't confirm or deny that, um, but that's what I was told. Uh, at one point, at least, my wife was like, can you just eat some pizza and be yourself? Uh, and I was like, no, I said I'm going to do this thing, and I, I'm going to do it. Um, Michelle Davis, Pastor Mark's wife, uh, told me after, she's like, I have never seen you so grumpy. It's like, well, I was miserable, so that makes sense. Because um, hunger can change our mindset, right? When we're hungry, it can change our mindset. There's like a, there's, there's these Snickers commercials, have you ever seen them on TV? It's like, you're not you when you're hungry, like have a Snickers. Uh, because when you're hungry, your mindset changes. Hanger, you've probably heard of, is a real thing. Hanger is a combination of hungry and angry, uh, which happens when you're hungry, you get angry. And I've experienced that myself. Um, it's, it's not a fun thing to be around or to experience. But that, the, the title of my message today is, How Hungry Are You? Uh, for youth who are watching this, uh, you'll probably re- be reminded uh, of uh, the game that we would do uh, during this stage of the pandemic, when everything was online, uh, we did a game called, or a thing that we did called How Hungry Were You, uh, which this is not that. How Hungry Were You uh, was this thing where uh, we'd be on Zoom, and there'd be about you know, 30 of us or so, and, and I'd, be, I'd ask them all, well, I'd guess what they had for dinner. So we'd go around, and then I'd say, okay, like you had you know, pizza, and they'd, they'd say yes, or they'd say no, and I'd say, okay, what'd you have? And they'd tell me. And uh, I thought I did pretty good. Uh, I would get between, like, you know, three to five-ish out of 30 every time, which I think is pretty good. There's a lot of dinners out there. There's a lot of food that they could be eating, uh, and I'd get between three and five, and they'd, like, make fun of me, like, oh, you didn't get very good. And uh, Tyler would always give me my grade at the end. He'd say, you got 12%. I was like, thanks, Ty. Um, Thanks, Ty. And uh, I thought that was pretty good. Um, But the thing that was really tough is, like, teenagers have some weird dinners sometimes. Uh, And so I'd ask, okay, what'd you have for dinner? I guess, I don't know, you had, like, chicken and rice. They'd say, nope. I was like, what'd you have? A bagel. Cool. Cereal. Okay, I'm not going to guess that. Or nothing. Haven't eaten yet, so you're wrong. Like, what? How am I supposed to guess nothing? Like, so anyways, this is not how hungry were you for youth who are watching. It's how hungry... Are you? That is the question that I want to look at today. Because hunger can push us to do things, 
right? It can push us to be upset. It can push us to uh, make something for ourselves. It can push us to do a lot of things if we're hungry. But the question I want to camp on today is how hungry are we for the things of God? How hungry are we for the things of God? And does that hunger drive us to actually do anything? Does that hunger drive us to actually do anything? Now, I remember when I was a kid, and we'd go anywhere, uh, there were snacks. There's always snacks in the bag. If you're a parent of young kids, you probably know, like, you do not leave the house without, like, the snack bag. There's, like, Ritz in there or goldfish or, like, you know, um, like those fruit gummies or whatever it is, there's those there's snacks. You don't leave without it because hanger is real even for kids. Uh, and so you do not want to experience that. And so there's always snacks, right? And as, when you're a kid and you're hungry, you can't really prepare things as much for yourself. So you would ask and say, hey, like, you know, mom or dad, I'm hungry. Like, can you make me something? And then they would because they're like, well, depending on your age, you're not able to. So they would prepare you food. But as a point that I remember when I got older and I would ask for something, I'd say, hey, can you make me this? And then um, one day it just changed. And it went from like, yeah, sure, of course, to like, make it yourself. What? When did this happen? And I'd be like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to make it myself. Like, I'm not going to do it. And they're like, okay, fine. And so maybe you have experienced that. We're like, no, I don't want to make this. I don't want to do that. I don't want to cook myself. Or that, no, that's too much work. I'll just, you know, have nothing and that sort of thing. And, you, and I would tell my parents, like, then I won't eat then. Fine, I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it myself. But they know when you get hungry enough, you're going to eat it. Like, you're going to make something. If you're hungry enough, you're going to make yourself something to eat. And parents know that. Parents know that. If you're a parent, you probably know that yourself. Like, hey, there's going to be to a point where they're, they're going to have to eat something, and they're going to have to actually make something themselves. But if we're hungry enough, we will do something. And it's the same with our relationship with God. If we're hungry enough, we're going to do something about it. If we're hungry enough, we're going to do something about it. In Matthew 5, uh, verse 6, this is one of the Beatitudes that Jesus shared on the Sermon on the Mount. It said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Now, um, I'm sure we've all experienced this. There's times in our life where something just really hits the spot, right? Whether you're, you're thirsty, you're hungry, and you have something, and it just really hits the spot. Like, you've just maybe gone for a long walk, or you've done something active, and you just have some cold water, and you're like, oh, man, that really just hits the spot. Or you're at the movies and you order some popcorn because you smell it and it just, it's all so good and you have some, like, man, that just really hits the spot. Or maybe it's a cold day and you're having some soup or some stew and you're like, man, that just, that just hits the spot, right? Or for me, if I'm like watching sports and I'm having some pizza and some wings, man, hits, hits the spot, right? You're satisfied, right? That's, that's what you're, it's what you're craving, that's what you want. And so it just really hits the spot and you're satisfied with having that. And this verse that we read promises us that we will be satisfied if we are hungry and searching for righteousness, right? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. And this promise is actually huge when we look at it. Because one of the knocks of being a Christian, at least in my experience, is like, oh, like, so you can't do this and you can't do that? Like, that's not very fun. That seems pretty boring. Like, that's so lame. Like, man, like, that doesn't sound like the most exciting or or fun or fulfilling life that you can't, you know, do all these types of things. But this verse promises us and tells us that if we're hungry for righteousness, which means if we are seeking or living a life that honors and obeys God, that we will be satisfied. That if we're searching after God and living a life that honors God, that we'll actually be 
satisfied. We won't feel like we're missing out on things. We won't feel like our life isn't full. We won't feel like our life is boring or that we can't have any fun, that we actually will be satisfied. But too many times we hunger and search and thirst after things that are temporary, things that will not actually truly satisfy us for a long time. It could be anything, and not even bad things. It could be you know, the new job, the new house, whatever the relationship is, the vacation, whatever it could be. We hunger and thirst and seek after those things. And we put those things ahead of being righteous before God. And we think those things will satisfy us, and maybe they do for a time, but ultimately, long-term, they won't. And it's funny to me when, we, when I think about that, because following a Christian life can be seen by some as like this boring thing, right? But the reality is, it's the only thing that can actually truly satisfy us long-term. It's like when we think about junk food, right? And I love junk food. Like, I love everything that's bad for me. I love it. Um, if I had the choice of having some pizza or having some carrots, I'm picking pizza every single time. There's no choice like, okay, pizza. Yes, I will have pizza. But if all I ever eat is junk food, if all I ever eat is things that is bad for me, even if I crave it and I like it and it's all that sort of stuff, it's not good for me long term, right? It doesn't matter how good it may taste. In the moment, it's not good for me long term. I love candy. I love like Skittles and Starburst, all that kind of stuff. I love candy still. I love it. It's so good. But no matter how hard I try or how hard kids may try, candy is not a meal. Candy is not a meal. I've tried it myself. It's not a meal. Right? It doesn't matter how much you eat. If you're actually hungry and you eat a bunch of candy, you're not going to feel like full and satisfied. You're going to feel sick. You ever been really hungry and you just eat a bunch of candy? You're like, oh, man, I feel terrible right now. Not terrible enough to not eat candy again, because candy's so good, but I just feel really sick right now, because I've, I've been hungry and I just ate a bunch of candy. And I'm not full and satisfied as I would be if I had an actual meal. Because candy is good, it tastes good, but it's not meant to satisfy your hunger. So the question that we're looking at today is, how hungry are we for being righteous before God? How hungry are we to look and live right before God? Or are we more hungry for things that don't really matter, that may taste good in the moment, but are not ultimately going to satisfy us long-term because they're not meant to? Right? Candy is good, it tastes good, but it's meant to be a treat. It's meant to be something that's, that you enjoy in small doses. It's not meant to satisfy your hunger. And that's with so many other things in life. They, they may be good things, they may be enjoyable things, but they're not meant to satisfy the hunger that we are supposed to have for God. John 6.35 says this, as Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. Whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. Whoever believes in me shall never thirst. You're never going to be hungry or thirsty, but it does ask us to do something. It does ask us to do something. It says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me Whoever believes in me, we need to come to him and believe in him, and we'll never be hungry or thirsty again. So in other words, in this idea of talking about hunger and food, we have to go to the table. We have to bring ourselves to the table. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. Whoever believes in me shall not thirst. But we have to actually go to the table. right? And at the table, the meal is there. The food is prepared, the invitation has been sent to us, but we still have to make our way. Right? If you've ever thrown a party for something, 
You can send the invitation to someone. You can prepare the food. You can unlock the door. You can have, you know, call them to remind them, all those things. But they still have to actually make their way to your house, to the table. And so do we. But for whatever reason, sometimes we don't make our way to the table. Sometimes we don't go. We maybe think that there's a better option somewhere else, right? Or, or hey, we're, we're, gonna, we're, we're thinking about it, but then we see this over there, and we're like, actually, that looks pretty good, right? Almost like we're picking an actual restaurant where we want to eat, and we can't make up our minds, right? Have you ever been with a group of friends, and you're trying to figure out where you want to go for lunch, like, say, after church? It happens to us all the time. Where do you want to go for lunch? Oh, I don't know. And you have, everyone has different ideas of where they want to go, right? One person wants to go here. One person doesn't want to go there. They want to go here. One person says that they're okay with anything, but then you give them options, and they're actually not okay with anything. Like, I'm okay with anything. How about this? Nah, I don't want to go there. Okay, how about this? Nah, I'm okay. Where do you want to go? I'm good with anything. I'm good to go anywhere. Like, well, clearly you're not, because I just gave you two options. Yeah, but give me, give me another option. How about this place? Uh, no. Okay, why don't you just pick then? Oh, I don't care. We'll go anywhere. I'm good. I'm easy. Like, sure you are, right? But we have this idea, right, where it's like, hey, we, we're, we know where the table is. We know where our food is. So in terms of our relationship with God, we know where we can go to be filled. We know where we can go to, to partake and to eat. We can read, our, read scripture. We can spend time in prayer. We know what to do, but we have other options that we just want to go to. Oh, that looks good. Oh, this looks good. Yeah, let's go here. You know what? Maybe I'll go here instead. We have these different options. But if we are actually hungry for the things that God has for us, then we actually have to make our way to the table. We actually have to do something about it. It's no one else's responsibility. It's no one else's responsibility. We know where the food is. It's available to us. We have to actually do something about it. But we make excuses, right? We, like, you know, I've made excuses in my life. You know what, I'm just too busy right now. You know what, I just I have so much going on, I just, I just can't take time for that. Like, God understands, right? And sometimes I'm not saying that if, if you are busy that you have, like, you said that, made that excuse, I've made that excuse, sometimes it's valid. But we can make excuses like that. I'm too busy, or it's too confusing. You know, I just don't have time to understand it, so I just, I, I, I don't get it. Or I don't have someone in my life that's really helping me or challenging me or encouraging me. Or I, I have other things that are just more pressing right now. I have other things that I'm just more worried about right now in this moment that I have to deal with. Or maybe we don't even think about it. Maybe we just go about our weeks, our days, and our weeks, and our months, and we don't even think about it at all. We don't even think about how, hey, like, actually, what have we, what have we done to invest into our, our faith recently? But it's our responsibility. You and me, we've been invited to the table. There's a place set for us. There's plenty of food available, but we have to decide to go. So are we hungry enough to go to the table? Now, at the start, when we make our way to the, to the table, the food is prepared for you, right? But just as you get further along in the process, as you grow in your faith, and maybe when you're a new Christian, you go and, and things kind of have to be, you need some help, right? How, how else would you know? You're new to this, you need help, people show you things, that's, that is great, there's no problem in that whatsoever. But as you learn and as you grow, you're able to make things for yourself, you're able to understand things for yourself as you get further in the process. Just like as kids, when they're young, they need help, but as they get older, they figure out ways to make things for themselves. And it's the same in our faith. As we grow in our faith, and as we get older, and as we take time and invest in it, we're able to do things on our own. It's the same way. One of the things that uh, triggers me so bad, gets me so frustrated, um, 
And it's one of those like phrases that like uh, we as Christians use, right? We have a lot of different phrases that um, we can just, you know, we say, and if you've been in church for a while, you go, oh, I know, I know what they're talking about. But if someone who like didn't grow up in church or doesn't know church, they'd be like, what are they saying, right? One of those like Christian phrases, like Christianese, you know, if you've heard that expression before. One of those things that triggers me so bad when I think about it um, is when people maybe have been attending a church for a while and they're talking about it and they're like, yeah, you know what, it's just, I'm just, I'm really frustrated right now because I just feel like I'm not being fed. I'm just not being fed. That's what I, it's just frustrating. I'm, just, I'm not being fed. And there's no judgment if you've ever said that phrase for yourself. It's one of those things that we can just say and, and maybe we don't fully understand the, what the context of what we're fully meaning is. But we just say that, right? I'm just not being fed. Again, no judgment if you've ever said that. But I mean, it's not getting fed. Here's why that statement is a problem. When we say that we aren't being fed, what we're actually meaning is we're putting the responsibility on someone else to feed us. When I, if I say I'm just not being fed, what I'm saying is, hey, someone else, it's someone else's responsibility to feed me. I'm not being fed. No one's feeding me. It's someone else's responsibility. I'm not being fed means no one is feeding me. And here's the problem with that. Here's the problem that I see with that. We think about this idea of being fed or, or, or needing to be fed. What group of people, who needs help being fed? Right? When you think about that, who needs help having their food prepared for them? Who needs help being fed? Who needs things to be made and given to them and maybe even helped to be eaten? Kids. Children. People who are young. People who can't do it for themselves. And children are fed because, again, they can't do it for themselves. And so if someone is a new Christian, someone's new to church, and they need some help to, to understand things, and that is no problem whatsoever. But for myself, if I've been in church, which I have been for a long time, and I've been a Christian for a long time, and I've been journeying in my faith for a long time, and I still need help being fed, there's a problem there. I'm not a child anymore. I've, I've been doing this enough. I should be able to feed myself. I should be able to partake myself. I want you to picture for a second an adult, fully healthy, able-bodied, and someone's there, like, spoon-feeding them their meal, right? Maybe they're doing the airplane thing. You'd be like, what is going on here, right? Like, that would look pretty strange, right? Why, why is that person, you know, they're totally capable for doing it themselves? Or picture this. It was like a 30-year-old living at home and complaining that their mom's not making their lunch anymore. Like, I'm just going hungry. My mom won't make my lunch anymore. I'm just not being, she's not feeding me, you know? I go to work, my lunch is not even made. Like, what's going on here, right? You'd be like, make it yourself, right? Make it, make it yourself. You can do it. You're not, you're 30. Make your own lunch, right? Like, that's what we'd say. It would look strange. But when we say things or when we feel like, hey, I'm not being fed, we're telling ourselves that we're incapable of feeding ourselves, which is not true. Where are we at in our spiritual journey? Are we capable of feeding ourselves? Are we at the stage where we still need a lot of help, which is okay, but where are we at in our journey? Because depending on where we're at, we should no longer be requiring someone else to feed us. If we've been a Christian long enough, we shouldn't be needing someone else to feed us. And here's the other thing. It does not matter how good that one meal is. I could go somewhere for dinner one time. It doesn't matter how good it is. One meal is not enough to tide me over for a whole week. It doesn't matter how good it tastes. 
doesn't matter how much I eat in that one meal. There's no way that I'm going to eat that one meal on, say, a Thursday night, and it comes around to Tuesday morning. Man, I'm stuffed from that dinner on Thursday. There's no way. You'd be hungry by then. You need to eat something by then. For me, I could be the best preacher alive. I could be amazing. I could be, you know, dynamic and all this charismatic, all these sort of things. I could be, you know, hear a message from God to share with you, and all that stuff is great. But that's not enough to last you. It can't be enough to last us for the whole week. Can't be. We need to be taking time to feed ourselves throughout the week. Now, our job, my job as a pastor and as a preacher, is of course to help along in this journey. When questions arise or hard seasons come or ch- things that challenge you, of course we're here. And sometimes there's nothing wrong with going somewhere else for dinner, right? I'm not, like, I'm not saying that when you come on a Sunday that, you know, we're just not going to preach anymore because you should be, you know, doing it to yourself throughout the whole week, right? There's nothing wrong with going somewhere else and enjoying a meal. That's awesome, right? It's always nice when you don't have to cook for yourself. I love that. It's the best. But it can't be the only thing that we're doing. So our job as pastors as preachers, is to help alongside in the journey. Because the reality is, the church, our church, the church as a whole, is not a restaurant to just come to when you're hungry. Like, hey, you know what, I'm hungry, I better, you know what, I haven't heard about, I haven't, you know, read my Bible in a while, I haven't heard about Jesus in a while, let me go to church, let me just hear a little bit, tide me over for the next month, and then I'll be good to go. It's not what church is. What it actually is, is more of a cooking class. Now, I've never been to a cooking class, um, but I understand the, the, the idea behind it, and the idea behind it is you're not just going to a cooking class because you're hungry. There's easier ways to get your food. Like, if you're just hungry, you're not going to go to a cooking class. You're going to order your food. You're going to make something. You're going to go, you know, to a restaurant. You're not going to go to a cooking class. That's not, that's not the, the easiest way to get your food. So, yes, at a cooking class, you're going to make yourself a meal that you're going to eat, but the idea of it is to learn how to cook for yourself, right? To learn how to make something for yourself. That's why we go. We're not going because we're hungry. That'd be the worst. If you're hungry and you're like, I'm going to sign up for a cooking class. Like, you're going to be frustrated. I'm so hungry. Can you just, like, I want to eat this now. Like, I don't want to, like, learn how to, you know, feather a turnip or something like that. I want to just eat, right? I don't, I don't care. Like, let me just eat the turnip. Like, I don't, I don't care how it looks when you're hungry, right? I don't care how it looks anytime, to be honest. I'm not, it's not my thing. But you don't go to a cooking class because you're hungry. You go because you want to learn how to make something. That's what the church is. Yes, you're going to get a meal. Yes, you're going to be hopefully challenged and inspired and, and pushed to do something forward. But ideally, we're also learning how to make something for ourselves throughout the week. You're being inspired and challenged to make something for yourself during the week. To give you the tools for when you're outside this building. That's what a cooking class is. To give you the tools for when you leave, that you know what you're doing to make something for yourself later. That's what the church is. So that when we leave this place, we know how to engage with our faith in a meaningful way out there. That's what the point of church is, to give us the tools to do that, to give us the tools to invite someone else to the table, to give us the tools to have a conversation with someone so that they can hear about who Jesus is. That's the whole point of this, to give us the tools to do that. Because here's the thing, that's the goal. Because the reality is, who cares how well-fed we are if we don't do anything? It doesn't matter how much we know. If I'm reading my Bible every single day, like for three hours, and I'm, I'm listening to podcasts, and I'm praying, and I'm in worship, and all those things, but I don't do anything with it, I'm just like gorging myself on all these things, and I'm not actually being active. I'm not actually using it or participating in any sort of way. Like who cares how well-fed we are if we're not actually doing anything? 
we're not actually investing in people, if we're not actually inviting people to the table to partake with us. That's why we're here. That's why we do this. So to wrap up, the question that I've been asking myself, that I hope that you'd be asking yourself, is how hungry are you? How hungry are you? How hungry am I? How hungry are we for the things that God has for us, for the things that God's calling us to do? Are we going to the table? Are we making our way and making space for us to be fed throughout the week? Are we making it a priority in our life to create that space to feed ourselves during the week? Or are we just waiting for someone else to feed us? Or are we just trying to make something really quick? Like, let me just like watch this quick video, one minute thing on Instagram and then I'm good to go. Just like throw it in the microwave, yep, I'm good to go, yep, eat it, I'm good to go. Or are we taking time for ourselves? Because the reality is, just like when I was a kid and I was saying, I'm not making myself some food, my parents knew if he's hungry enough, he's gonna make something. If he's hungry enough, he knows where the, he knows where the fridge is, he knows what's in the cabinets, he can make something for himself. And so for us, it's the same thing. If we're hungry enough, we're going to do something about it. We're going to figure out how to do something about it. So my prayer for all of us this week is that we would be hungry enough to find a place, to create space at the table and fill ourselves with the things of God, to try to look righteous, try to be righteous before God, to live in a way that honors and obeys what God calls us to. That's our goal. And it's not enough for us to just partake once a week on a Sunday morning and then let it tide us over for the whole week because we're going to be spiritually starving eventually. If we're just getting one meal a week, that's not going to sustain us long term. So how hungry are you? How hungry are we? And I hope that this week, we, we, for myself included, that we're reminded of that and we create space at the table to engage in the things that God has for us. Let me pray. God, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you so much for the ability that we have to come and join at the table together, to look into your word, to be challenged by it, to be inspired by it, and hopefully be changed by it. God, I pray that as we go about our weeks, whatever we do, wherever we're at, that we would find a way to engage in a meaningful relationship with you. And everyone's different. There's different ways to do that. It's not a one-size-fits-all. There's totally different ways that we can do that. And I pray that this week we would be looking for those ways for ourselves, for how we can do it in a way that works for us, where we're taking time and space to hear from you, to listen to you. God, we love you. You're so good to us. Thank you that even though there's times for myself included that we make mistakes and we don't actually live up to what we're trying to do, but there's grace for us in those seasons and in those times. And that there's always a place for us. No matter what happens in our life, no matter what we've gone through, what we've been through, what we've done, there's always a place for us at the table. Our nameplate is there, and there's room for us. God, we love you. Thank you so much. Yes, in your name. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for joining us this week. I hope you have an awesome week, and we will see you again next Sunday. A reminder, there is the Camp Westwind sign-up sheet in the lobby. Pastor Carly would love your help uh, with Camp Westwinds this week. Have a great week.